0: I-N, as in Nancy, G-E-R.
1: From the burial mounds of chieftain's past, a revenant stirs bound to an oath. Once a leader, his earthly form now twisted, his gaze a bellful light in the shadowed night. The weight of unresolved rage hangs heavy as skeletal fingers grasp its spectral echoes. In the dance between life and the afterlife, the Viking's essence lingers, a specter in transition. Decay clings to the remnants of a once-mighty frame, a macabre transformation, a grotesque ballet. Eyes that once beheld the living world now glow with an unholy luminescence. Through the mist of unnatural existence, the Viking's spectral self navigates realms entwined. In the silent echoes of his past battles, a revenant seeks solace, or, perhaps, retribution. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover horrifying legends across the world, and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we are discussing the Draugr an undead being from Norse mythology that is known to wreak havoc on the living. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com, such as Destination Terror. You can listen to a new episode every week, as I take you to horrifying destinations both real and mythical. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service, you can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow. And hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. You can now find Freaky Folklore videos on YouTube as well. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N. C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. The sun's retreat below the horizon draped Stamford Bridge in eerie shadows, turning the peaceful landscape into a theater of war, a stage where destiny's script would unfold. Tension gripped the air, and the River Derwent, a mute observer, flowed serenely along the edge of the impending conflict. A lone stone bridge arched gracefully over the river, its worn stones reflecting the scars of time. The bridge, both a strategic crossing and a symbol of the clash between two worlds, stood at the heart of the impending battle. As the first rays of dawn painted the sky, a Viking warhorn shattered the stillness. The surprise attack unfolded with ferocious intensity, catching the English forces off-guard. Swords clashed, shields splintered, and the cries of warriors echoed across the field. The river derwent, mirroring the chaos, flowed ceaselessly beneath the bridge. In the midst of the tumult, a lone figure emerged on the bridge. A Viking chieftain, undeterred by the chaos surrounding him. Clad in armor adorned with the symbols of his lineage, he held his ground with an unwavering resolve. The narrow bridge became a bottleneck, a desperate choke point where the fate of the battle hung in the balance. By day's end, the once verdant field, had transformed into a patchwork of mud, blood, and fallen warriors. The riverbank, now stained with the aftermath of the struggle, bore witness to the cost of ambition and the brutality of medieval warfare. The air hung heavy with the acrid scent of blood and the echoes of battle, as Harold, the once-powerful Viking chieftain, lay on the field of Stamford Bridge. Astrid, a young warrior who had fought valiantly by his side, watched as the life ebbed from his formidable frame. The wounds that adorned him refused the solace of healing, and the specter of death cast its long shadow over the fallen hero. As Astrid knelt beside Harold, her face streaked with the grime of battle, She listened intently to his dying words. The words, uttered with a haunting resonance, stirred a primal fear within her. The taste of iron lingered in the air, and the clamor of the fading battle became a distant memory. Harold's blood-soaked hand, raised to the heavens in a final act of defiance, unleashed a curse that reverberated through the battlefield, the oath etched in the midst of despair, echoed in Astrid's mind like a foreboding prophecy. Vengeance an insatiable thirst for retribution had become the legacy of Harold's last breaths. I shall not find rest in the realms of the dead. No final slumber shall claim me. I, Harold, shall return from the abyss as a harbinger of vengeance, relentless and unforgiving. To exact retribution upon our enemies. As Astrid absorbed the weight of Harold's dying words, she felt a chill in her bones, a premonition of dark days to come. The battlefield, once marked by the clash of steel and the cries of warriors, now bore witness to an oath that transcended the boundaries between the living and the dead. The promise of Harold's return from the dead hung in the air like an ominous mist. The young Viking woman, her spirit indomitable, yet heavy with the weight of the battle lost, and now that of impending doom, rose from beside the fallen chieftain. The battlefield, painted with the tapestry of war, now carried the burden of a curse that would shape the fate of those who dared stand against the fury of Harold's vengeful spirit astrid with the taste of iron still lingering on her lips faced the uncertain horizon the dying embers of the battle were replaced by the ominous glow of a curse and as they surveyed the aftermath a somber realization settled in her heart darkness had descended upon their world and the legend of Harold's curse would soon be etched into the fabric of viking lore The village, nestled against the backdrop of rugged landscapes and towering fords, became a silent witness to the passing of a warrior, whose name would echo through the ages. The journey home for the survivors of the battle had been a long one, as they had carried their dead home for burial. The funeral rites unfolded beneath a sky laden with the somber weight of both rain clouds and grief. The celestial canvas painted in muted shades of gray and charcoal, mirrored the mourning hearts of the villagers. Each raindrop, a tear from the heavens, mingled with the fallen leaves below, creating a melancholic symphony that accompanied the solemn proceedings. As the villagers gathered to pay their respects, the longhouses became more than just architectural entities. They became vessels of shared history and communal resilience. The intricately carved doorways, though softened by age, retained the echoes of countless footsteps and the warmth of familial gatherings. Within the longhouses, the air held the scent of ancient wood, permeated with the lingering aromas of hearth fires and seasoned timber. The central hearths ablaze with flames, cast dancing shadows on the worn floorboards, creating an intimate and comforting ambience amid the morning. Harold's lifeless form lay upon a ceremonial funeral pyre, Adorned with his battle-worn armor and the symbols of his lineage, his eyes once ablaze with the fire of conquest were now closed, and his hands, which had wielded the sword with unmatched prowess, were clasped over the hilt. Astrid, the young warrior who had fought beside him, stood at the forefront of the mourners, her gaze a mix of sorrow and determination bore witness to the weight of the oath Harold had sworn in his dying moments, the promise of a Draugr's return to exact vengeance. The funeral pyre, constructed with seasoned wood and kindling, awaited the spark that would send Harold on his final journey. The air was thick with the scent of pine and the memories of the battle that had claimed so many lives, including that of their fallen chieftain, a shaman. Draped in furs and adorned with sacred symbols, stepped forward to perform the ceremonial rites. The mournful wail of a horn echoed through the village, signaling the beginning of the farewell. The shaman, with words laden with ancient power, spoke of Harold's deeds, his valor, and the echoes of his spirit that would linger in the hearts of those left behind. As the ritual unfolded, heavy droplets of rain began to fall, mingling with the tears shed by those who had known Harold as friend, leader, and kin. The flames, once hesitant, flickered to life, casting a warm glow upon the gathered mourners. The villagers, their faces streaked with both rain and sorrow, watched as the funeral pyre became a beacon of remembrance, sending Harold's spirit on its journey to the afterlife. The crackling flames rose higher, consuming the chieftain's earthly form and carrying his essence to the heavens. The rain intensified, as if the skies themselves wept from the passing of a warrior whose saga had reached its final chapter. The smoke from the pyre billowed through the air, presumably carrying the chieftain's spirit to the afterlife. After the funeral pyre had burned out, leaving behind a bed of smoldering embers, the village embarked on the solemn task of burying Harold's remains. The air heavy with the scent of burnt wood and the residual traces of the pyre hung in a hushed reverence as the mourners prepared to lay their chieftain to rest. The burial site, chosen with care, and marked by a simple yet dignified mound of earth, awaited the final act of farewell. The rain now ceased, leaving behind a quietude, broken only by the soft rustle of leaves. Astrid, her demeanor a mix of sorrow and determination, led the procession to the burial site. The villagers, clad in garments that bore the hues of mourning, carried Harold's earthly remains wrapped in ceremonial linens. The shaman, draped in furs adorned with sacred symbols, walked alongside, intoning solemn invocations to guide the departed on his journey to the afterlife. The burial mound, now a sacred threshold between the earthly realm and the mysteries beyond, stood as a testament to the cyclical nature of life and death. The villagers approached the site with measured steps, their footfalls echoing a collective heartbeat that resonated with the pulse of grief. As Harold's remains were lowered into the waiting earth, the villagers took turns placing tokens of remembrance, a carved amulet, a beloved weapon, and other personal artifacts beside the shrouded form. These offerings imbued with the essence of the departed symbolized a connection between the living and the spirit of the chieftain who now rested beneath the soil. The shaman, his words carrying the weight of ancient wisdom, offered prayers for a peaceful journey and invoked the benevolence of the gods. The rain began again as a gentle drizzle, mingling with the tears shed by those who had known Harold as friend, leader, and kin. Once the burial was complete, the villagers stood in a quiet vigil, their heads bowed in silent communion with the departed, The burial mound, now adorned with tokens and moistened with the rain, became a sacred marker in the tapestry of the village's history. As the mourners dispersed, the burial site remained a place of quiet contemplation and remembrance. The village, having bid farewell to their chieftain, continued with the rhythms of life. But the burial mound stood as a silent harbinger of impending darkness, Unbeknownst to the villagers, the soil that cradled Harold's earthly remains held a dormant malevolence. The burial mound, seemingly tranquil in the fading light, concealed the ominous secret that the departed chieftain would not find eternal rest. The unsuspecting village, enveloped in the illusion of closure, was yet to grapple with the looming shadow that would emerge from the depths of the burial mound shattering the fragile peace they thought they had secured.
0: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters, murder, mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. on iOS and Android. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y ycom These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: In the chilling expanses of Scandinavia's wintry landscapes, where the grasp of winter persists and shadows elongate into the night, age-old stories recount the tales of the deceased who resist the embrace of the afterlife. From the stories with the Norse lore arises a ghastly presence, a being unshackled by the constraints of life or the afterlife, eternally ensnared within the liminal spaces that blur the borders, separating the domains of the living and the dead. Picture this, a land of rugged landscapes, where fords carved deep into the earth and endless forests whisper tales of mystery The Norse Vikings, with their hardy beards and formidable axes, were more than just plunderers of distant shores. They were explorers, traders, and fearsome warriors, who navigated the seas with an unparalleled sense of adventure. The Vikings' worldview was steeped in mythology, and an intricate pantheon of gods like Odin, Thor, and Loki. These deities governed their lives, and the Vikings held a unique belief in an afterlife that included grand feasts in Valhalla for the bravest warriors. Yet amid the glory of battle and the honor of the fallen, the Vikings couldn't escape the specter of the Draugr. Now imagine a Viking village nestled against the backdrop of craggy mountains and wild seas. As the long winter nights set in, tales of the Draugr emerged from the depths of Norse mythology. The Draugr were not your typical run-of-the-mill ghosts. Oh no, they were the restless dead, rising from their graves with vengeance on their minds. The Vikings believed that those who met an untimely or unjust death, or those who harbored unfulfilled desires in life, might return as Draugr. These beings fueled by a thirst for revenge or a compulsion to guard their treasures became formidable foes. Picture burly Vikings huddled around a flickering fire regaling each other with spine-chilling sagas of Draugr, lurking in the darkness, guarding ancient tombs with a strength that defied the living. The Draugr, with their decaying flesh and unnaturally potent abilities, embodied the Vikings' deepest fears about the capricious nature of death. They were said to possess superhuman strength, the ability to change size at will, and an unholy stench that preceded their malevolent presence. Imagine a Viking, axe in hand, facing off against one of these spectral foes, the frosty breath of the Draugr, meeting the hot exhales of the living in a battle that transcended the realms of life and death. In the Viking psyche, burial mounds weren't just resting places for the deceased. They were potential hotbeds for Draugr activity. The treasure buried with the dead wasn't merely a testament to wealth, but a tempting lure for the Draugr's wrath. Imagine a viking torn between the allure of untold riches and the bone-chilling realization that disturbing the sanctity of the dead might unleash an otherworldly terror. The Draugr's place in Norse mythology reflects various aspects of the society and culture from which they emerged. Their malevolence and potential for harm to the living echo the fears and anxieties surrounding death and the afterlife in ancient Norse society. The Vikings were a seafaring people, and the uncertainty of death at sea played a significant role in their belief system. The concept of the Draugr may have evolved as a way to cope with these fears. In a world where honor and reputation were of utmost importance, the idea of being cursed to return as a malevolent, vengeful spirit could serve as a deterrent for wrongdoing or treachery. The draugr stories reinforced the importance of living a virtuous life and abiding by societal norms. The Draugr's association with burial mounds and treasures also reflects the Viking practice of burying their dead with valuable possessions which they believed would accompany them to the afterlife. The Draugr, as protectors of these treasures, may have symbolized the idea that wealth hoarded by the living would not go untouched in death. Furthermore, The shape-shifting ability of the Draugr aligns with the Norse belief in the fluidity of boundaries between the living and the dead. The concept of liminality was essential in Norse culture, as it acknowledged the permeable boundaries between life, death, and the supernatural. The Draugr, with their ability to transform and move between these realms, embody this liminal space. The Sagas, a vital source of Norse mythology, contain numerous accounts of encounters with Draugr. One of the most famous examples comes from the Saga of Grettir. The saga tells the story of Grettir as Munderson, an outlaw who faces a draugr named Glamr. Originally a Swedish Shepherd, becomes a draugr after dying in a snowstorm. He haunts the region, terrorizing the local populace and livestock. Glamour is an especially terrifying draugr. He is described as enormous, covered in hair, and capable of shape-shifting. His sheer strength makes him an intimidating adversary even for Gratir, who is known for his own formidable strength and bravery. The Saga provides a vivid account of their battle, showcasing the challenges of confronting a Draugr and the consequences of such an encounter. Another well-known example can be found in the Iribija Saga, where the Draugr of Kari Salamunderson is a central figure. Kari, a skilled warrior, dies in a battle and is buried in a mound. However, he returns as a Draugr and haunts the living, causing harm to his own family. The saga portrays Kari's struggle to find peace and his family's attempts to pacify his restless spirit. These sagas, along with others, highlight the complex and multifaceted nature of the Draugr in Norse mythology. They serve as both formidable adversaries and cautionary tales, demonstrating the consequences of failing to find peace in death. The Draugr, with its roots deeply embedded in Norse mythology, has not only survived the passage of time, but has also found a haunting home in popular culture. From literature to films, video games to tabletop role-playing games, the Draugr has become a captivating and eerie figure, leaving its spectral mark across various forms of entertainment. Authors fascinated by Norse mythology frequently incorporate the Draugr into contemporary fiction, using its spectral presence to add an element of ancient horror to their narratives. These depictions often draw on the Draugr's characteristics, such as its unrelenting nature and ties to burial mounds. The Draugr has made appearances in horror films and television shows that draw inspiration from Norse mythology. These depictions often emphasize the Draugr's undead and vengeful nature, portraying it as a relentless force that haunts the living. The Draugr frequently appears in video games, especially those set in fantasy realms, inspired by Norse mythology. Players may encounter Draugr as formidable enemies or as central elements in quests, drawing on their supernatural characteristics to create engaging gameplay. Some horror games influenced by Norse mythology incorporate the Draugr as terrifying adversaries. The undead nature of the Draugr and its association with burial mounds contribute to the eerie atmosphere in these games. In popular culture, the Jogger has become more than a mere revenant from Norse mythology. It has evolved into a versatile and enduring symbol of supernatural horror and ancient mystique. Its continued presence in literature, film, games, and other artistic expressions underscores the enduring fascination with the mysterious and eerie elements of Norse folklore. In the cold and mysterious world of Norse mythology, as a haunting embodiment of the uncertainty, that linger between life and death. With its roots deeply intertwined with Viking culture, these spectral beings, laden with supernatural abilities, fueled by thirst for revenge or unfulfilled desires, transcend the boundaries of mortal existence. The Draugr, a restless and formidable presence, guards ancient tombs and burial mounds, leaving an indelible mark on the folklore of the North. With a heavy heart, Astrid made the call to retire her axe. The weapon bearing scars from countless battles found its final resting place, a symbol of the end of an era. The village, still reeling from recent conflicts, bore witness to a warrior's transition into the arms of peace. Astrid's axe hit the ground, its echo a somber punctuation to her decision. The onlookers, catching wind of the solemn moment, exchanged glances. The village square held its breath as the once feared weapon now leaned against a wooden post, signifying a chapter's closure. Astrid's footsteps, once a rhythmic dance of combat, now shuffled towards the village's quieter corners. The longhouses, weary from time's passage, silently observed her journey from a life of warfare to the promise of tranquility. Her sword and shield, adorned with the emblem of her clan, was laid to rest alongside the axe. Farewell, old friends, she whispered. The weight lifted from her shoulders. Astrid felt the profound release of a burden she had carried for too long. Her gaze, once fierce and unyielding on the battlefield, softened as she surveyed the familiar faces of her kin. The villagers, their eyes reflecting both sorrow and relief, welcomed Astrid into the fold of those seeking respite from the relentless storms of war. The hearths in the longhouses crackled with warmth, and the scent of hearth fires mingled with the lingering fragrance of the rain-soaked earth. Astrid's hands, calloused from the grip of weaponry, found solace in more domestic pursuits. The loom, a silent witness to the rhythm of a settled life, became her companion. The threads of her existence, once interwoven with the chaos of battle, now took on the gentle cadence of daily routines. One evening, wearied from the day's toils, Astrid found herself restless in her bed of straw and animal skins. Sleep eluded her, and the confined space of her dwelling seemed to stifle the echoes of her warrior days. Driven by an insatiable yearning for the open sky, she made a resolute decision. Astrid, with the silent grace of a nocturnal hunter, moved her bed out beneath the vast expanse of stars, seeking solace in the familiarity of an ancient ritual. Lying beneath the celestial canopy, Astrid marveled at the cosmic tapestry stretched above her. The night sky, a vast sea of glittering diamonds, held a captivating allure. The cool night air whispering tales of distant lands and forgotten dreams, surrounded her like a comforting shroud. As Astrid lay there, Her gaze fixed on the constellations that had guided her through countless nights. She noticed subtle movements in the shadows of the village. As her gaze drifted over the shadows of the village, she discerned a figure emerging, unfolding from the darkness like a spectral silhouette. The air grew dense with a chilling tension, and a spectral presence materialized before her, sending a shiver down Astrid's spine. Astrid, frozen in a moment suspended between dread and recognition, felt her breath catch in her throat. The figure, hauntingly silent, moved with an otherworldly grace, its footsteps leaving no trace on the dew-kissed ground. The realization struck Astrid like a thunderbolt. Harold, whom she had seen laid to rest, had returned from the abyss as a harbinger of the undead a Draugr. In that chilling moment, the cosmic serenity of the stars above seemed to mock the terrestrial turmoil below. Astrid, wide-eyed and breathless, confronted the truth that the shadows concealed, a truth that shattered the illusion of peace she had sought beneath the night sky. The Draugr, a grotesque manifestation of the once mighty chieftain Herald or the unmistakable hallmarks of an entity trapped between the realms of the living and the dead. Its visage, a nightmarish distortion of the man Astrid had once known, elicited both terror and morbid fascination. Decay clung to the Draugr's flesh, a testament to the unnatural state that bridged life and the afterlife. The skin, pallid and mottled, hung loosely from the skeletal frame. Revealing the grotesque transformation that had overtaken Harold's earthly form. Tattered remnants of funeral garments clung to the Draugr. Remnants of a bygone dignity, now overshadowed by the macabre reality of underneath. The eyes, once windows to a vibrant soul, glowed with an unholy light. The eerie luminescence pierced the darkness, reflecting a malevolence that transcended mortal comprehension. The gaze held an unsettling intelligence devoid of the warmth and humanity that had once defined Harold's presence. The Draugr's once mighty frame, now twisted and contorted by the unnatural forces that animated it, moved with an otherworldly grace. Sinews and tendons strained against the decayed flesh, granting the undead form a deceptive strength that defied the ravages of time. As it advanced through the shadows, The draugr emitted an unholy stench, an olfactory assault that forewarned of its malevolent presence. The air seemed to thicken with the scent of decay, mingling with the dew-kissed fragrance of the night, creating an atmosphere that bespoke the grotesque clash between life and the afterlife. Astrid had clung to the hope that the act of cremating the chieftain's body would serve as a safeguard against the haunting echo of his final words, but sadly, hope was lost as she witnessed the gruesome monster standing before her that had risen from the grave. Astrid watched in horror as the drogger slipped quietly into one of the longhouses. Soon the silence of the night was filled with screams. Astrid's heart pounded in her chest as she raced to get her sword from its resting place. She followed the stench of the drogger to another longhouse. The door creaked open. Barely audible over the stillness of the night, Astrid, afraid but determined, followed the Draugr into the longhouse. The air inside was heavy with the scent of fear. Astrid's eyes widened as the room transformed into a chaotic tableau. No! She gasped, recognizing the spectral figure moving with haunting grace among the sleeping villagers. Screams. The once peaceful longhouse erupted into a symphony of terror. The Draugr, driven by its spectral compulsion, unleashed its wrath indiscriminately. Villagers awakened to the nightmare, scrambled in confusion as the undead entity sought out victims. Astrid's eyes scanned the room, her breath catching as she saw the Draugr's unholy silhouette moving among the beds. The flickering candlelight revealed the grotesque reality. The once mighty chieftain, now a puppet of vengeance, attacking without mercy. The first victim, a warrior that had once stood by Astrid's side in battle, awoke to the Draugr's malevolent presence. The monster reached down and wrapped its decayed fingers around the warrior's neck, crushing it with ease. The room echoed with a desperate struggle. The warrior's cries blending with the night's horrors. Harold's Draugr, a creature suspended between consciousness and the ethereal, harbored a thirst for vengeance. In its semi-intelligent state, the Draugr, driven by the echoes of the chieftain's unresolved rage, sought out those it perceived as enemies, the very warriors who had failed to secure victory in the fateful battle with the English. However, in its spectral confusion, the Draugr turned its wrath on its own people. Astrid raised her sword and her warrior spirit reignited as she moved with urgency. Stand back, she shouted, pushing through the chaos. With swift movement, she raised her weapon, ready to face the Draugr and protect her kin. She brought her sword down on the Draugr's shoulder with all her might, slicing through its flesh like butter. The Draugr swung around as it roared, enraged by the sudden attack backhanding Astrid across the face in the process. Astrid flew across the room and landed on a wooden table, sending it crashing into pieces on the floor, covering her limp body. The village, once a haven of communal bonds and shared heritage, became a battleground where the lines between ally and foe blurred. Beneath the malevolent presence of the Draugr, no corner of the settlement remained untouched by the undead entity's relentless pursuit of retribution. The Draugr, driven by a spectral compulsion that overrode rationality, unleashed its wrath upon the villagers, each strike a manifestation of Harold's unresolved vendetta. In its semi-conscious state, the Draugr seemed to echo the confusion that had marked Harold's final moments. The once formidable warriors who had stood beside him in battle now found themselves the targets of his spectral fury the village ensnared in the relentless grip of the undead became a realm of terror no one in the village was safe from the drogger's wrath the creature moved with deep determination its haunted gaze seeking out victims in the dead of night the once tranquil settlement now echoed with the anguished cries of those who fell beneath the drogger's curse a curse that had unwittingly turned the chieftain's vengeance upon his own kin Silently, the Draugr infiltrated the dwellings, a phantom amidst the shadows. Its haunted gaze ablaze with an unholy light surveyed the rooms where the now terrified villagers huddled in corners. The drogger spared none that it found. As the Draugr moved from dwelling to dwelling, the village became a theater of nightmares. The once secure sanctuaries of sleep transformed into battlegrounds where the spectral entities wrapped knew no bounds. Its semi-intelligent malevolence, fueled by the unresolved rage of Harold, turned allies into adversaries, and the air echoed with the anguished pleas of those who found themselves ensnared in the Draugr's curse. The flickering candlelight, a feeble guardian against the encroaching darkness, bore witness to scenes of unimaginable horror. The Draugr, with its decaying form and spectral strength, overpowered the villagers each strike a symphony of terror that reverberated through the once peaceful settlement. The carnage unfolded like a nightmare from which there was no waking. Blood-soaked linens, the aftermath of spectral strikes, bore witness to the indiscriminate nature of the Draugr's vengeance. The village, gripped by paralysis of terror, struggled to comprehend the reality of an undead force that had turned its wrath upon those it once swore to protect. Astrid, awakened by the agonized symphony of the dragger's assault, found herself thrust into a nightmarish reality. The village, once her haven, had transformed into a battlefield where the living and the undead collided in a grotesque dance. As the villagers attempted to defend themselves, determined to stop the malevolent force that had arisen from Harold's unresolved wrath, Astrid donned her warrior spirit once more Armed with a sense of purpose and a weapon forged in the fires of adversity, Astrid navigated the alleys of the village. The air thick with the stench of death and the echoes of the Draugr's rampage guided her toward the heart of the spectral onslaught. As she neared the epicenter of the chaos, Astrid glimpsed the twisted figure of the Draugr, its unholy gaze fixed on another victim. The once-mighty chieftain, now a grotesque puppet of vengeance, moved with spectral determination, oblivious to the destructive wake it left behind. Astrid, drawing upon the courage that had defined her warrior days, approached the Draugr with a calculated blend of caution and resolve. The village, strewn with the remnants of the Draugr's indiscriminate vengeance, bore witness to the profound stakes at play. In the decisive moment, as the drogger turned its spectral attention toward Astrid, She met its haunted gaze without flinching. A silent understanding passed between the living and the undead, an acknowledgment of the entangled fates that had brought them to this moment. With a swift and practiced motion, Astrid raised her weapon, a symbol of her defiance against the encroaching darkness. The Draugr, its semi-intelligent awareness, seemingly heightened in the face of a familiar adversary, prepared for the impending clash. Astrid, confronted by the dragger's superhuman strength, knew that a direct physical confrontation would be a test of sheer force, in the face of the Entity's unnatural might. She adapted her strategy, drawing inspiration from the sagas of old, where mortal strength alone could not overcome the supernatural. Recognizing the futility of engaging in a contest of raw power, Astrid shifted her approach Instead of attempting to overpower the Draugr with conventional strength, she focused on the intricacies of leverage and technique, leveraging her knowledge of the Draugr's vulnerabilities from the tales passed down through generations. As the spectral entity bore down with its superhuman strength, Astrid evaded and countered, using the Draugr's own momentum against it. Her movements, guided by a blend of agility and strategic finesse, became a dance around the edges of the supernatural force that sought to overwhelm her. As the villagers watched breathless, Astrid's determination and adaptability emerged as her greatest weapons. In the face of the Draugr's superhuman strength, she leveraged her own mortal cunning and agility until the perfect moment to strike presented itself. The battle of strength and strategy reached its climax and Astrid, with a final burst of resolve, executed a decisive move, exploiting a momentary vulnerability in the Draugr's relentless assault. She managed to swing her blade and hit her target dead on. The blade cut through the stillness, a sharp whistle that carried the weight of Astrid's resolve. The sound, like the slicing of the night itself, hinted at the precision and skill honed through years of combat. The blade made contact with the Draugr's decayed form, a dull impact that resonated through the air. The grotesque substance of the undead yielded to the mortal force, a clash between the realms of the living in the afterlife. The sound of breaking echoed as Astrid's sword cleaved through the Draugr's neck. It was a visceral noise, a moment of triumph, as the supernatural, unholy connection to this realm was severed. The crack carried a finality, as if a spectral bond had been shattered along with the Draugr's head. The Draugr's head, now detached from its grotesque frame, fell to the dew-kissed ground. The sound, though soft, marked the culmination of Astrid's struggle, a descent from the realm of the supernatural to the earthly realm. The thud seemed to echo the weight of the Draugr's malevolence dissipating into the night. And then... After the symphony of Astrid's decisive strike, there was silence. The night, once filled with the haunting sounds of the undead, embraced a calm stillness. The villagers, their breaths held in anticipation, slowly exhaled, and the campfire's crackle resumed as if nature itself acknowledged the vanquishing of the otherworldly threat. In that silence, Astrid stood, her sword now stained with the blood of the Draugr. With the malevolent presence quelled by Astrid's courageous triumph, the village faced the weighty task of ensuring its eternal rest. The air, heavy with a lingering sense of the supernatural, now carried the scent of ritualistic incense as the villagers gathered for a somber ceremony beneath the vast expanse of stars. The flames of the funeral pyre roared to life, casting dancing shadows on the faces of the villagers astrid her sword now cleansed of the undead taint stood at the forefront as the village chieftain her solemn eyes reflecting the gravity of the moment the villagers their faces etched with both relief and reverence approached the draugr's spectral remains the first embers of the funeral pyre kissed the decaying flesh and a plume of smoke ascended into the night carrying with it the remnants of the draugr's unearthly essence As the pyre consumed the draugr's form, the air was filled with the rhythmic crackling of the flames. It was a cleansing fire, a purging of the malevolence that had gripped the village in its icy clutches. The villagers, with a collective breath, tossed sacred herbs onto the pyre. The hiss of aromatic smoke intertwined with the crackling flames, creating an ethereal ambience that resonated with the ancient rituals meant to appease restless spirits. The sea, a silent witness to the village's rituals, seemed to respond with a gentle rumble, as if nature itself acknowledged the significance of the ceremony. The villagers, with a sense of unity, gathered the Draugr's ashes and threw them out into the sea. The sound of ashes meeting the sea marked the conclusion of the Draugr's journey between realms. The waves, like an ancient lullaby, carried the remnants away, a final departure into the depths that would ensure the undead spirit found no harbor in this world. In the aftermath of the harrowing encounter with the Draugr, the village stood at the precipice of an unsettling revelation. The Draugr, once a manifestation of Harold's unresolved vengeance, had become an unwitting harbinger of the end of an era, the twilight of the Vikings. As the echoes of the Draugr's rampage faded into the pages of history, the village faced an uncertain future. The Viking way of life, once synonymous with adventure and conquest, now stood on the brink of transformation. The Draugr, a special messenger from the past, had unwittingly heralded the end of an epic, the gradual fading of the Viking age into the mists of time. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Destination Terror, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one.